Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 28 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. The last two episodes we've looked at what type of dog to get and then whether to go for a rescue or go to a reputable breeder. So it seemed to make sense that this episode would be about what to do now you have found your perfect pooch. There are lots of things that need to be considered when we are bringing um, a new dog home. And this is whether it is a teeny tiny puppy or an older rescue dog, okay? When I say older, I mean over a year old, okay? Um, If you're bringing home geriatric rescue dog, um, amazing, well done. Don't forget the old days. Old dogs are epic. Um, so, one of the first things to remember and the easiest way to kind of think about it is the rule of three. So, whenever you're bringing um, a new dog home, it takes three days for the dogs to just start getting used to the surroundings, okay? So, Remember, it can be really overwhelming. If you've got a puppy, they've just come away from mum and siblings, um, it's a massive change. They're all of a sudden often on their own in the world. If you've gone for litter mates, um, they might still have their brother or sister with them. But again, it's still a new environment. So the first few days, um, quite often your dogs might not eat properly um, because they're going to feel quite stressed. They may seem very subdued. Again, this is because they may be a bit stressed. Also, um, they may hide a little bit. So they may just want to go into a crate or be in their bed. Um, you might want to kind of go up to them and kind of reassure them and stuff. But quite often, actually, the first three days, giving your dogs just a little bit of time to just decompress and chill out is the best thing now i know it's super exciting getting a new dog and you want to take them to the pet shop and get new stuff and you want to take them to the vets to get them checked over and all of this kind of thing but actually the first three days sticking at home can be one of the best things you can do for your new dog okay and remember this applies to rescues and puppies so they can have access to the garden if you have a rescue that um, is what we call a flight risk. So a dog that may try escaping because um, they have had horrible, horrible things happen to them. Um, If you're giving them access to the outside world, have them on a lead or a house line. Um, Puppies, don't leave puppies unsupervised. They chew everything, people. So either use a crate or a pen. Do not crate a dog for 20 hours a day, guys. This is not what I'm telling you to use crates for. But those first three days, you want to make sure that the dogs can decompress and just kind of take in their new surroundings and what's going on in the world, okay? If they're not eating, um, first three days, you can try coaxing them a little bit, maybe with like a little bit of chicken, a little bit of scrambled eggs, something that's going to be quite light on their stomach, a little bit of pumpkin. I personally don't use rice because a lot of dogs actually can't digest rice. Um, But if your dog 
doesn't want to eat for a few days, guys, they're not going to starve themselves. And I know it's really hard because it's really worrying. If obviously they're showing signs of illness, then you need to go to a vet. But if it's just a case of they're, they're okay health-wise, but they're just not really eating, it's an anxiety thing. Like humans, some people eat when they're nervous. I don't eat when I'm stressed. I can't. It makes me feel sick, okay? And that might be how your new dog is feeling. Now, three weeks. Three weeks, your dog is likely to be settling in. They're going to be feeling a little bit more comfortable. And they might have worked out that this is going to be their home that they're going to be in forever and ever and ever, okay? They're going to have worked out um, the setting. They're going to know the house, know the garden. The other thing you can do, guys, just going back the first three days, maybe just have the dog having access to just one or two rooms in the garden rather than the whole house, especially if you live somewhere quite big because a whole house can be quite daunting. So you can start allowing access to different rooms that the dog's going to be allowed access to gradually rather than all at one go. Now, by three weeks, hopefully the dog will have explored the home and it will be happy. Um, you'll have shown them the rooms they are allowed in. And if there's rooms that you don't want your dog to go in, guys, don't let your dogs in those rooms. This isn't rocket science, okay? Baby gates are a great way of adding um, barriers for your dogs if you don't have doors. Um, or as I say, you can use pens as well. Pens and crates are great for keeping um, dogs safe and comfortable within the house. So the other flip side of the three weeks, because dogs are starting to be more settled, you may also start seeing behavioural changes, okay? Um, they might start getting a bit sassy, a um, little bit spicy. But also dogs that may have had behavioural problems or have the potential to have behavioural problems, three weeks is may, where you may start seeing little hints towards these, okay? So pay attention. Now, this is the time where at three weeks... You need to be making sure you're setting your dog up for success, um, helping them to make good choices. Um, if you don't want your dogs stealing food, don't leave food lying around. Um, if you don't want your dog going into a certain room, don't leave the door open, okay? Until you've put training in, you need to be controlling and managing the situation, okay? Don't set your dogs up to fail so you can tell them off because that's a really rubbish way of explaining your new environment to a dog um there is an absolutely amazing book called the culture clash um which i think everyone that owns a dog should read um it does get a little bit geeky a little bit technical at times but it's a really good um introduction book of just positive reinforcement training and how setting your dogs up to succeed rather than setting them up to fail um, is a much more ethical way of training um, and also the dogs understand it quicker because dogs do what works so if they get rewarded for not jumping up they're going to stop jumping up if they get attention for jumping up it's going to be really hard to stop jumping up this is just an example so three weeks we can start introducing a little bit of training this would be maybe when I would start thinking about um, taking dogs to classes or whatever. Obviously, it depends on the age of your dog's puppies. We like to start training them super early. So if you've come from a lovely reputable breeder, amazing. Um, if your puppy has come from a rescue centre and 
there's been a little bit unknown. If mum's been in the rescue centre through pregnancy and the pups were born in the rescue, chances are they've done lots of socialising and stuff with them, okay? But if it's a case of it's a litter that has ended up in rescue um, at a few weeks old, they may have missed some of the vi vital socialisation. So you need to um, speak to a qualified trainer or behaviourist local to you to see if they can help you with that, okay? Also, Dogstar Daily is a really great internet resource. And if you are getting a new dog, guys, easy peasy puppy squeezy. I've mentioned it before. It's by Steve Mann. It's one of my favourite puppy books. Um, and also um, Puppy Prepared um, by Sarah Bartlett, I believe, um, is another fab puppy book, okay? So there are lots of good resources out there. Um and you can, you just need to do a bit of research. But three weeks, your dog's going to have started to decompress and be a little bit more settled, okay? Now then, three months. This is where I am with Dodge at the moment. So the dog is going to understand that this is home. Um, Dodge is very much a mama's boy. Um, with work, I've had to stay away from home a couple of nights. Um, the first night away from home, um, my poor husband got woken up several times just because Dodge was not happy that I wasn't there. Um, he was a little bit stressed. He was a little bit worried. This time I was away, um, he was much more calm. He knows I'm coming back and it's fine. Um, and the bearded one is in charge and he is qualified and it's all good. So um, by three months, your dog should be nice and settled. Um, they should feel comfortable around you. Um, and you should be well on your way for training and setting them up Um for success but let's do a little rewind and we'll go back to before your dog comes home check your house for hazards bringing home any new dog you need to make sure that the house is dog or puppy proof if you have small people in your house toddlers are great testers to see if a room is puppy proof because if the toddler can get into it and get involved it's likely that your dog or puppy will as well okay so imagine you are setting the dog up for um, the room up for safety so that your puppy can't get into any mischief, find any wires to chew, um, get stuck in a little gap behind the sofa, anything like that, okay? Then we move on to the garden or the yard for the American listeners. And you need to make sure that that area is secure. Now... By secure, it means that the fence needs to touch the floor and be high enough that your dog cannot jump over it, okay? Now, there are some restrictions depending on where you live. Um, ideal world, everyone would have a lovely six-foot fence around their garden to keep them and their dogs safe. Um, depending on the breeds you have, six-foot may not be high enough. Um, also, having terriers doesn't matter how high your fence is because if they can dig under it they're going to okay so checking your boundary um regularly is really important but making sure that the boundary of your garden area is secure for your dog is really important if it's not then just use a lead or a long line and um, a harness for your dog okay um take them out so they're on lead so they are still attached to you but they can still explore do their business and all that other good stuff um, 
make them do also check any hazards guys so if you're um a keen gardener make sure you haven't got any um chemicals or anything lying around any plant foods um if you have a compost heap you might want to maybe corner that off so that your dog can't go digging because trust me if they can find something stinky to get in generally they will okay um making sure that your dog has a safe area to be in so whether it's a room that is completely secure or whether it is um, a crate or a pen making sure that your dog has a quiet place that they can go and chill out is really helpful if you have kids using a crate or a pen is my favorite method um, for having a dog in the house because the rule is if the dog's in their bed so in the crate or the pen um, the kids aren't allowed to go near them now having a dog bed just in the house and the dog goes on the bed the kids are still tempted to and and adults as well to be honest are tempted to walk past fuss the dog stroke the dog annoy the dog whatever they're doing whereas if there is a physical barrier of a pen or a crate it helps keep um the dog safe and it gives them a nice secure happy place to be now you don't want to be using the crate or pen as a punishment area okay the crate and pen is for chilling and relaxing and being calm and lovely stuff happens like lovely stuff kongs and chews and all of that good stuff okay so make sure that you've got somewhere safe and secure and quiet that your dog can go and also make sure that you've got the necessities so make sure you've got bowls the right food so find out what food your dog is currently being fed um, and then if you're going to be changing that food, you need to change it gradually. There's a whole episode on nutrition. So if you haven't listened to the nutrition episode, um, listen to that because you'll get some good hints and tips. Make sure your dogs have access to water. Okay, it's really important that your dogs stay hydrated. Again, there's a whole episode on hydration. If you haven't listened to it yet, why not? Go and find the hydration episode. Go and listen to that, people. Um, ID tags. In the UK, it is law that your dog has a tag that has um, your name and your address on it, okay? Um, a lot of people don't do that. Personally, my guys, they have my surname, my phone number, my husband's phone number, our house number and the postcode, that's it. Um, I, I did have a case when we first moved in. I hadn't checked the perimeter properly. Um, an old man, Tiz, being a terrier, found a way out of the garden luckily he went outside wandered up the road a bit a lovely lady found him checked his collar rang me up and said are you missing a terrier I said oh, i don't think so let me check yes i am where are you and went and got him okay so it happens to everyone okay don't think that it's just oh well dogs never get out your dogs can get out okay now if you are having your dog in a crate or pen be careful what type of id tag you're using because some ID tags may be prone to getting stuck. And I've heard horrible stories of dogs getting stuck with collars in crates and stuff. Um, you can always take the collar off. But personally, I have um, the flat type tags. In the UK, um, Flexi Tag is the brand I use. But there's several different makes you can get. Um, but having a flat um, tag also means if you're competing your dogs can still have your details on even though you're competing dangly tags are not permitted in hoopers or agility competitions so i'm assuming other competition rules don't allow that either um also make sure you've got toys appropriate things okay especially younger dogs they want to chew stuff 
So rather than them chewing your table leg or your sofa, give them something they are allowed to chew. Rope toys are great, especially if you soak them in a little bit of um, broth, bone broth or chicken broth, and then freeze them. Um, Slurps hydration drink is quite good for that. You can soak um, your dog's bones in those and then freeze those because that helps with the teeth and with the puppies and such things. Um, if you are giving things like bones, do supervise your dogs. Um, don't leave them unattended with um, things like antlers and stuff. Some people really like antlers, some people don't. Um, some dogs have broken their teeth on them, some dogs are fine forever. Do your research, guys, before you give your dog stuff. Um, it's just about being sensible, really. Let your dog explore the outside a little bit before coming in, but I would suggest, especially if they're a rescue, just bringing them in somewhere that's nice and safe and warm and comfortable is probably the best bet rather than trying to take them for a big, long walk before you bring them in and also with puppies they shouldn't be going on big long walks to start with so just bring them in show them where the garden is where you want them to toilet and then let them just chill out okay if you have other dogs in the house um don't have them unattended together um for the first few days while your new dog's um decompressing um it's going to be stressful for the dog that's currently in the house having a new dog coming in so again, this is where pens and crates can be super useful. Um, also having them in separate rooms. So Dodge is still crated at night. He sleeps in a crate at night, so do the Chihuahuas. Um, it just keeps everyone safe and comfortable. And it means that we're not going to have any accidents of the giant house wolf standing on the tiny dog while I'm not around to supervise, okay? So if you are introducing um, a new dog to the home, again, it may be worth getting um, the help of a qualified trainer to help with this. There are also um, books and resources on introducing dogs and becoming a multi-dog household, okay? So guys, make sure you're set up before you bring your dog home. Remember the, the rule of three. So three days, three weeks, three months um the other rule of three i really like um especially with new dogs in the home is the three second rule of stroking so stroke or touch the dog for three seconds and then stop this is hard because you want to keep fussing them but by stopping after three seconds that gives your dog the choice to continue the affection to continue the physical touch or to move away with rescue dogs this is super helpful because it gives them a chance to choose whether they want to be cuddled or touched or if they don't okay remember with children guys please 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 supervise children at all times around new dogs in your house in fact any dog okay um children under the age of five don't leave them unattended um around dogs in fact probably children under the age of 10 just to be safe um you don't know what goes through children's brains they're crazy little monkeys and you don't want to set your dog or your kid up um to fail by having them unattended together so i hope that's helped giving you some ideas of how to get ready for your new dog and until next time stay safe be kind and keep your dogs on lead around livestock For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook, like our page, join our free group, Canine Hoopers World. You can follow us on Instagram and we're also on Twitter 
at Canine Hoopers. Check out our website, www.caninehooperswild.com. Remember, Canine Hoopers World, everyone's invited. <laughs>